Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Speaking quietly, people are asleep, so we've got to go a little bit quieter. A little bit quieter. It's almost like it's an audio book. You can almost sit back with a cup of tea and a cookie or something and just fucking listen to this like it's an audio book. I'm like soothing you to sleep or something, even though it's a Monday morning. Um, it's probably not what you want on a Monday morning, just quietly. You'd probably rather, you know, get into the swing of the week rather than going back to sleep on a Monday morning. It's probably not the way to go, but um, yeah, I'm going to be reading this out as if it's like an audio book or like a fucking sex novel or something like that, something conspicuous where I'm just going to read it in my little deep voice, deep, quiet voice. I don't know. Anyway, that's a bit of dribble there for you after start your Monday morning. How about that? Uh, but people are asleep while recording this, so I'm going to be uh, recording this a little bit quietly. Um, Newcastle. Absolutely outstanding performance against the Raiders. You know, unexpected as well. Um, obviously, we thought that the Raiders were going to win this one. Raiders in some pretty decent form at the moment, uh, playing some really good football off the back of some of their outstanding players like Matt Timico, who's been killing it over the past few weeks at centre. You know, Jack Whiten's a game player. Jamal Fogarty's been killing it at the seven. You know, they've had some really good individuals in this side that have been killing it, and the Raiders have been doing really well uh, as a collective as well. But the Knights have just started to find their element as well. Um, you know, starting to get into the swing of things. I think Callum Ponga at fullback's really working. He's been in some great form. And I'd loved seeing him back in career best form as well. Uh, Callum Ponga, it's been really good to see. Um, but yeah, 28 to 6, the Knights win. Uh, definitely an upset. Uh, Newcastle are un- unbeaten in their past four games and have outscored their opponents 154 to 42 in that period. That's the last four games this year. Outstanding stuff. And, you know, at the start of the year, you told me that this was going to happen. I probably would have laughed straight in your face because they were in shambles at the back end of last year. They really were. Callum Ponga was an uncertainty with a concussion. There wasn't really much of a plan for their spine. They obviously wanted to try Callum Ponga at six again. Um, you know, there was a... It's a bit is in a bit of shambles. It really was in a bit of shambles. But to come into this stage of the season, closing into finals, potentially... Um, have the opportunity to make the top eight as well is just an outstanding achievement for the Newcastle Knights. And if they get there, it's even better, even better for Newcastle. Uh, but yeah, look, unbeaten in the last four games and outscored their opponents 154-42. to 42. Insane achievement. And this game, fuck, unexpected, out of nowhere for me uh, against the Raiders. Uh, Sebastian Chris was put on report for a dangerous tackle following a mid-air hit on Cullen Ponga in the 55th minute. So watch out for that one. At the judiciary, he might be getting suspended going into next week, and that wouldn't be good signs for them. It would actually be an opportunity to bring Xavier Savage back, and I actually haven't seen him yet at a fullback um, for a while. I don't think since the start of this year, or maybe even before that. I don't think that he got injured before this season, I think. So I think we've seen him at fullback yet this season, but uh, I would love to see him back at fullback and see what he can do there as well. Uh, in the absence of Seb Chris, if he does get suspended, uh, it might only be a fine. I'll have to double-check the judiciary, but if he does get suspended, yeah, good little opportunity to bring Xavier Savage back and see how that goes for them at fullback, unless they just put Rapana there. And we were obviously talking about Ponga and his concussions. I mean, we definitely got has sent shivers down our spines with him being sent for a HIA with 20 minutes to go in that game. You know, it sort of sent shivers down our spine a little bit. 
Um, but look, ho- lucky that he was okay and he came back onto the field after that as well. Uh, and yeah, look, as, as I said, he's in great form at the moment. Absolutely killing it, Kalamponga. Absolutely killing it. He's been one of the better full fullbacks every week for the past few weeks as well. Uh, especially when the Newcastle Knights have won games, he's been one of the standouts for sure. Uh, in two games against the Raiders this year, Greg Marju has three tries. A bit of a Greg Marju omen stat going into Raiders games for him. So one definitely to remember if you're putting a punt on these sort of games. Uh, Raiders have now conceded 128 points in their past four games at J.I.O. Stadium. So big stat there, a big home stat for them, um, which is quite unexpected as well for the Raiders. With five games left in the regular season, Dominic Young now sits just one shy of equaling the Knights record for the most tries in a season, which stands at 21. So uh, Dom Young... Very, very close to breaking a night's records for tries in a season. Big stuff for him before he goes off to the Roosters as well. Um, and yeah, obviously he was great on the weekend as well, where both of the night swingers were. Uh, but Callum Ponger, as I said, standing out for sure. Scores the first try. That barbershop uh, celebration was absolutely unbelievable. Dominic Young with the dunk. Uh, celebration was sick as well. Um, there were some great try celebrations in this game and on the weekend as well. I thought Dane Gagai was outstanding in this one. Fuck, he was a standout for me, uh, especially in the fantasy department. He was absolutely killing it, absolutely killing it. Big performance for him, 241 metres, um, 62 post contact, two line breaks, a line break assist, two try assists, five tackle busts. Fucking insane performance for the big Dane Gagai. Massive performance for him and a guy that not many people talk about, but he does a fucking job and he's done a job in this game for sure. Uh, big Matt Simico putting in the performance still as well. One, two, five metres, 34 post contact, two line break assists and a try assist as well. Full tackle bust. Matt Timico doing great things in a losing side as well. You've obviously got guys like Joseph Tarpanay who get their 128 metres and just absolutely fucking kill it every week, and we expect them to kill it as well. Uh, doing great things there, Joseph Tarpanay. Uh, but you've got to credit the forwards for the Knights as well. Uh, Leo Thompson running for 113 metres. Uh, Jacob Saifidi, 151. So... Big performances for the forwards uh, for the Newcastle Knights. And um, you got Greg Marsu here running for 200 metres. Callum Ponga, 203 metres, 19 post contact, a line break, uh, a lot, two line break assists, six tackle busts. Fuck me, he's been doing well there. Callum Ponga out the back at fullback. Uh, definitely one of the performances of the round for me at fullback. Callum uh, Ponga, absolutely outstanding and a big win here for the Knights against the Raiders. And as I said, an unexpected one as well. Uh, we move on to the uh, Dragons v the Manly Seagulls. Now, obviously didn't expect the Manly Seagulls to win this one. Obviously, they've been playing some good football, but in DCE's 300th game, uh, they put in an absolute masterclass. Cowler was fucking outstanding. Um, obviously, so was Jason Saab, Ruben Garrick. DCE with his kicking game was great. Um, fuck. With the Dragons. The Dragons just couldn't get the job done. They were playing some good footy. They really were in some stages of this game, but errors were the thing that let them down in the end a little bit. Very, very close game. Uh, Dragons nearly getting the win, uh, but the Manly Seagulls obviously breaking the rec- uh, breaking the drought that they had uh, in Wollongong. What about this record here for Daly Cherry Evans? He's now won his 50th, 100th, 150th, 200th, 250th and 300th NRL match in a remarkable record for the Seagulls captain. Absolutely remarkable. 50th, 100th, 150th, 200th, 250th and 300th games 
all won all the milestone games, one for DCE. Uh, obviously notched up his 300th appearance on the weekend, becoming the 49th player to do so and just the 19th to achieve it at one club. So great stuff there for DCE. I'm sure he'd be happy with the game on the weekend as well. Dragons had a whopping 59% possession of the ball and ran for 400 metres more than the Seagulls despite the result. So obviously putting in the hard yards and as I said, playing some good football. Ben Hunt, you know, there was a few errors for, from him that sort of let the uh, let the Dragons down a little bit, but it was a really entertaining game and a close one as well, a very close game. Uh, Lachlan Croker also brought up his 100th game uh, for the Manly Seagulls as well on the same night. Um, obviously, uh, Zach Lomax continuing his good form as, you know, he has been over the past few weeks, 209 metres uh, from 20 carries along with Michaela Revelauer as well, who also ran for 200 metres. Um, Jack DeBellin was placed on report and Sinbin for an alleged hip drop and he's going to be missing the next few weeks as well. Uh, if he takes the guilty plea, he might have a chance of uh, missing a suspension, but if he fails, he'll get more time. So I think it looks like he's getting a bit of a, a long stretch on the sidelines in terms of his suspension. Uh, Christian Tuipolotu, uh, also has done his MCL for the Manly Seagulls. So they're going to have to get into their bag of tricks and pull out uh, another winger for the next few weeks. Obviously unlucky that Ruin Garrick isn't there since he has to have a stretch at fullback for obviously Tom Trevojevic. Um, so I, I think Tuimano Vega will play and I think he's done a good job in the past anyway. So I think that the Manly Seagulls should be okay. Fuck, it'd be interesting to see if they can get into the top eight without Tom Trevojevic. That would be a big sign for them because when they do get Tom Trevojevic back and he plays some good footy, gets back into his form, gets out of that injury habit, um, fuck, Manly Seagulls is going to be a scary thought for any club uh, if Tom Trevojevic comes back fit and healthy and they can get to finals without him this season. That'd be massive, absolutely massive for the Manly Seagulls. Uh, that's also, this win was also their first win in Wollongong since 2003. We obviously mentioned it's the first time they won in Wollongong for a while since 2003. Previously losing 10 of 11 matches against the Dragons at Wynn Stadium. So big result there. As we said, ending droughts, uh, awesome stuff there for the Manly Seagulls to get a big win over the Dragons. And as I said, have quite a tight, tight game as well um, in Wollongong. A very, very tight game. Uh, and then the last game wasn't so tight uh, for your Super Saturday. Cleary reigned supreme in Panthers' shutout of the Sharks. Um, yeah, Nathan Cleary was absolutely sensational. It was a masterclass from him. Very dominant, one of the more dominant performances I've seen from Nathan Cleary as well. Very, very dominant performance from him. Panthers completed 25 of 27 sets at 92% in the first half. 92% completion rate in the first half. That's how dominant they were in the first half of this game uh, as they set up an 18 point lead. Uh, Cameron McInnes made a whopping 51 tackles in the first half and finished the match with 84, I think it was at the end. It says 81 here, but I think it was 84. Let me double-check that. Uh, but that's massive. That's smashing Elijah Taylor's record of 77. Uh, let me just go to player stats. I'm going to double-check that now. I'm pretty sure it was 84. No, nope, 81. It was 81 tackles, which is still insane. Absolutely insane. Only missed three of those. 81 tackles and three missed. Absolutely insane stuff for Cameron McInnes. Uh, it was definitely a really strong for the Sharks in attack as well, even though they didn't get across for any tries. I thought that he was very strong for Cronulla uh, in terms of his attack. Still ran for 96 metres. I think he was 
one of the only forwards to get in and around 100. He didn't get 100, but he was in and around there. Obviously, Talakai ended up playing center. Jack Williams got 118. Solid knock for him in a losing side. Uh, but none of the other forwards ran for over 100 meters. Toby Rudolph only got 46. Oregon Kafusi got 36. Um, so, yeah, look, I don't think any other forwards got over 100 for the Sharkies. Um, the highest run meters for the Sharks was Sione Katoa with 160. Isaiah Yo ran for 193. Insane stuff from Isaiah Yo, the big number 13. Um, but, yeah, big performance for the Penrith Panthers. Uh, Nathan Cleary came up with the second 40-20 of the season in the 29th minute and then a third in the 78th minute as well. Two big 40-20s. The other one was like a fucking 30-70, wasn't it? Or it was something ridiculous. But um, he absolutely smashed it to the other end of the field. It was like an 80-meter kick. It was absolutely insane uh, from Nathan Cleary there. 30-70, what am I talking about? It was like a... Um, trying to think of what it was. It was like from the 30, and I think it ended up on the 20. So it was around 80 metres, but it was just insane to watch. I didn't even think a player could kick it that far. I certainly couldn't. I can barely get my kicks 10 metres, to be honest. So uh, for him to get it 80, he's fucking outstanding from Nathan Cleary. Keep in mind, I am a front rower. Um, you know, half back in a front rower's body, as I say to uh, a lot of people. But anyway, uh, Tyrone Peachy was placed on report and sent to the bin in the 59th minute for a dangerous contact. Look, I don't think it was that bad from Tyrone Peachy. You know, you could have argued the other way quite easily, but obviously he got done there. Uh, was unlucky where his arm wrapped around. It was almost like a punch in the face, but I don't think it was as bad as they painted it out to be. And obviously he got sent to the bin for that one. Uh, Braden Hamanuele was also sent, uh, placed on report in the 64th minute. Hopefully, he doesn't get suspended. He's only just come back as well. Uh, Nathan Cleary controlled the game superbly. Two try assists, three tackle busts, uh, 121 metres and 781 kicking metres. He was outstanding. It was one of the most dominant performances I've seen from him. And one of the most dominant performances I've seen from the Panthers on a whole as well. They were so dominant in this game. Uh, the Sharks have not won at Bluebet Stadium since 2018. So uh, talking about streaks being broken, the Sharkies can't get out of this one. And I don't think they will for a while. Um, James Fisher-Harris was huge huge for the Penrith Panthers up front. 143 metres uh, from 19 runs. Jerome Luai, 12 tackle busts for him as well. Massive performance. Sharks centre Jesse Ramian made, had 18 runs for 120 metres and broke six tackles. Jesse Ramian, a big performance in a losing side. Yeah, look, nothing else much to say about this game. One of the most dominant performances I've seen from a Penrith Panthers side. Um, and yeah, look, I mean, if they keep this up, three-peat incoming. Three-peat incoming. One.